Welcome to season two of the Happy and Whole podcast. You are now listening to the 10th episode of season two. I'm Christina, the creative being behind Happy and Whole, which is a journey of self-discovery centered in self-love. Be sure to connect with us on any of the nine platforms where we broadcast and follow us on Instagram at Happy and Whole, which is H-A-P-P-I-A-N-D-W-H-O-L-E. I also invite you to check out our website and connect with us and go ahead and subscribe and get posts and notifications for when we drop new things. So welcome back again to our next episode in season two. And thank you all for just staying along for the ride. This has been an incredible season. The guests have been amazing. The things that they have shared with us have been even more amazing. I have just been filled spiritually and my life practices are changing as a result of listening to and actually implementing a lot of the things that everyone has said so far. So I hope that you are getting everything that you need and more. So today is no different. Um, It gives us nothing less than more of these really good gems that sometimes we didn't even know that we needed. So it's episode 10 and it's called Always Evolve. And I can't wait for you to share in this conversation with someone who I hold very dear to my heart. So let's get into it. Welcome, welcome. During today's episode, we are joined by none other than a man who has really shaped the woman that I am today. He has been a rock in my life and just truly grown with me through all the many phases of my life. He's truly been like a father figure to me, and he just pushes me in all areas of my life. We have really amazing conversations that push us both in our thinking and how we engage in the world. And it really showed me what to look for in a partner and how to see myself in ways that would kind of be like a mirror. And so not only is he one of the best things that has ever happened to me, so I'm so thankful that I get to call him family, but he's also just such a huge light in this world. He's one of the funniest freaking people that I know and probably the reason why I do not go a day without laughter. And his spirit is just infection. He walks in a room. He lights it up. I'm sure I get that from him as well, and I just know that he's going to make a lot of waves in the world with all of his wisdom. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to my uncle, Terrence Rice, whom I affectionately call Unky. So Unky, will you share with the people a little bit about who you are and what you do? I am a proud uncle of Christina Rogers. (laughs) I, I also work in IT as well as uh, security, um, and I'm uh, just excited, just excited to, to see that my niece is just making all sorts of leaps and bounds in this world. I'm so happy and so proud, so I'm just a proud uncle. I love it. I'll take that. I love it. I love it. So, uh, y'all... He challenged me. I gave him the spiel, and I told him what this season was about, which is, of course, as you all know, your journey of self-discovery centered in self-love. So this season is all about listening to the stories and experiences and encounters of other folks besides myself whom have really been impactful in my life or that I have really leaned into or admire because I think that they have things to share that you can't get from me. So 
he challenged me, and I don't like to do interview style. I like to let people flow and do their thing. But I'm going to kick things off so that you can just honestly hear us in rare form because this is really what we sound like, not recorded or anything right. like that. That's um, fair. So I love it. Absolutely. So I want you to share with folks, Anki, a little bit about um, things that you know now <laughs> that you wish you knew then. Mm. Like, if I knew this then, I would have made some different choices. I may not have been in, in this particular situation, like that kind of stuff. What comes what to mind? Been- the, one of the best things that come to mind is just to believe in stuff. I know that sounds so cliched. Um, man, <clears throat> to believe and know that you are going to be the best or, or, or you're, you're, you're aiming for the best you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you're going to make a mark in life regardless of the number of people that you may or may not impress. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's truly about you being the best you and, and recognizing the best of you in life. Um, we're all here. <clears throat> we, we struggle. Um, as as from Zora, we struggle through life just to make it. Um, uh, God was blessed. I wish I had known this did. Um, then God blessed me to be one of the millions or trillions of billions of sperms that was going through my mother's canal <laughs> to be born. Real, real see, and that's why I didn't want to do it because I mean we had to be realistic. But that's true. To, to be born, you're one yes. in like billions. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Exactly. And you for you not. to be born, it's appreciative. That's you think, true. I wish they. T- I wish I was. I wish mm-hmm. I was ready for that then. You know what I'm saying? To be appreciative of that, of that information that I know now that he chose you way back then to be born. You you could have been somebody else, but you are you today. That's true. Make the best out of it. You know what I mean? Keep rolling. Keep keep yeah. rolling. Be be evolving. Always yeah. evolve. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah. And always don't be like a rock. Be like a sponge. You know what I'm saying? I want, always want to absorb. Be humble mm-hmm. with the information that you have. I always want to learn. You should always want to learn things. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when I say this, we say this jokingly, and I say, I say this jokingly, but I say this because I'm reflecting on me, and I can only speak on me based mm-hmm. on my experience. There are times when I, I remember growing up and trying to be, what's the word, African elite. Hmm. Um, and 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 in knowing who I am today, uh, and my relationship with God, um, mm-hmm. I realized that 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 wasn't the course at all. Mm. That's that's not it. You know what I mean? You want you want what I grew up in was like black excellence, but but it's but it was kind of twisted to be an elite. Mm-hmm. Negro, I must say, um, and that's not what you—that's not what life is about. Mm-hmm. Um, you want—you want the best. You want to be the best, but you also want to be able to be, like I said, a sponge. You want to be able to absorb. You want people. Yeah. You want to be 
able to attract the, the right people, but the right people um, <clears throat> so that you can grow. You want an environment that you can grow and you can continue to grow. Um, sometimes that shadow mentality of what I think, what I think, Mm-hmm. Black elitists is about the chattel mentality where they kind of like we categorize people. You know what I mean? It's an upper and lower, mm-hmm. or upper, middle, and lower. You know things of that nature, and we not be a we, we may not be able to associate with with but one or two levels. Is that mm-hmm. you know that's a that's an issue and a concern that that I, when I think back uh, that people had or have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to shed that. So, so the best thing to do is kind of like um, yeah, you got to you got to do some self analysis and kind of see the things that you need to shed. And that's one of the things that I had to shed was trying to be basically when they say trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. Um, that 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 elitist type of behavior and attitude. Yeah. You have to be able to talk <clears throat> on all levels. Be able yeah. to walk on all levels, whatever the levels are, and we got to realize that the levels that people that are established are kind of like non-existent when you think of a global thought process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go ahead. I think um, so. This is there's stuff behind what he's saying that I'm, I'm privy to that you all listening are not, and so I'm going to break it down a little bit more because I know exactly what Anki's saying. He is getting at this idea that for him, when he was growing up, and I think this is still true today in, in some aspects, especially with the age range that I'm in now, um, Anki grew up, like, seeing people reach a certain status and a certain level of, you know, what success was supposed to look like at certain stages and ages. And there was, like, a certain pressure to be or to have certain things within a certain time span or what does that mean about your worth or like who you are or your level of success and how you define that for yourself because that was what you were shown outwardly, right? And so a lot of what he's saying and connecting is he had, if he knew then what he knew knows now about just finding your own path finding your own flow with how you are supposed to develop, with how you are supposed to show up so that you feel good about whatever stage and whatever age and however you grow and flow. Like at 30, you do not have to have a house, a car, like a wife and like two and a half kids. Like that's not realistic for everybody. But even today, that's what people expect. Like I'm over 30. I have no kids. I have no intention of having kids in the near future. Like, that's just not where I'm at. And I've never put that pressure on myself. I've always just been like, I'm okay with where I'm at. And because of his lessons, we have the relationship that he's able to tell me about his experiences and things that I'm like, all right, bet. So now I don't want to be in a space where I'm forcing myself to do anything or being put in a certain position to have to feel less than or that I'm not keeping up with the Joneses or anything like that because I don't look like the definition of other things. And I think that that gets to another point that you said about not impressing people about things, right? And Mm -hmm. it it takes me to this idea of validation, where I feel Mm -hmm. like so many people 
feel like they have not made it or they, they haven't reached the impact that they are, quote, unquote, looking for because they're waiting for someone who the world has told them is more important to validate the impact that they're having in the world. Like, I had a conversation around dinner, and they're like, you're so amazing. Like, I can't wait to see you speaking to Oprah. And I'm like, not, nothing wrong with Oprah. I think she's amazing. She's actually one of my sheroes. I, like, listen to her and get a lot from how, what she puts out in the world, but I don't need to sit down with Oprah for that to validate the work that I've been doing all of these years and the work that I will continue to do. If I never sit down with her, it doesn't mean that, like, any book that I write won't become a bestseller. It doesn't right. mean that, you know, the work that I've done in people's lives won't be any less amazing because I wasn't, quote, unquote, validated by someone who else the world has said must validate people in order for it to be a thing. So I think whether you're impressing people in, like, the neighborhood or you're impressing people on a larger scale because that's what success looks like, being true to yourself and your journey is is huge. And so we talk about that. We talk about what my journey has looked like along different phases. And he'll ask me questions like, are you sure? How are you feeling? Like, all of those things. And, you know, we talk on the podcast about making sure that you're asking yourself those questions so you can really evaluate where you are. Does that make sense? Do you need to be moving or shifting in another way? And so I love that. And you reminded me of something else, which is, um, what did you say? So one person I love and I listen to all the time, who is Gary Vee, he literally made a video about gratitude that started off with like, you know, like we need to be thankful for life. Like, you, 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 like you're all a firm who made it. <laughs> like you made it, right? So before we are thankful for anything else, it's like we all made it. Like we're one in four billion or a million or something like that, which I thought was dope. And you also said something about you just being like, like be who you are, right? Like you are you. You're nobody else. You can't be anybody else. And I was literally just telling somebody this the other day because they're like, wow, you know, you're so unique and different, and that's one thing that I, that I, like, really love about you and that makes you different. I was like, actually, everybody's unique and different, and that's everybody's unique superpower, but people forget that. Like, we're right. conditioned by society mm-hmm. to be the same, like the same things, mm-hmm. like, or we're shunned because we're not like everybody else when I think weird is cool. Like, I say people are weird all the time. I'm like, you're weird. <laughs> but I mean that, honestly, as a term of admiration. They're like, I'm not weird. You're weird. I'm like, well, who wants to be normal? Like, boo. <laughs> no one wants to be normal. But being weird is cool to me. I think that that's your superpower. That's the thing that makes you unique once you figure out what your weird little quirks are that only people who are close to you or people who speak your language will understand. So I thought that was cool. One of the, thing, one of the things that you brought up was standards. Um, mm. You have to be very careful of that. Because what may be a standard for somebody else may not be your standard. Right. And it may not be right. meant for yourself. I think you touched, touched upon that. Um, and we have, we have to be very careful, especially be, being, um, quote, unquote, African-American. Um, you you got to be careful of standards. Um, you got to examine them. Yeah. Um, when it comes to beauty, examine standards when it comes to beauty. Yeah. And when it comes to loving your husband and loving your wife, um, when it comes to loving your your 
you know, your family or, or your sisters, your brothers, your, 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 you know, your kids, your children, raising mm-hmm. your kids and your children. Yeah. Um, you got to be very careful of what the world deems as standards. Right. What right. truly moralistic, uh, moral compass. Right. Moral values are in, 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 in what standards should be uh, uh, based upon. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it sounds like, listening to myself, it's, it's an opinion, but mm-hmm. if you look at the world today as it is, <clears throat> there's a certain standard um, I use of beauty mm-hmm. that we have been accustomed to. Right, right. Uh, I say conditions, socialized, mm-hmm. there you go. all that. <laughs> Socially engineered, for, it's social mm-hmm. engineering behavior. And I'm, I'm going to go back even a little, little further. If it wasn't for Ebony mm. and, a, and a product called Afrosheen, we probably wouldn't have that many products out there back then when I was young, like in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. then you have several different brands. But back then, you didn't have a standard for, for, for uh, quote-unquote African-Americans, um, a standard of hair products, a standard yeah. of clothing. And things of that nature. Now you have mm-hmm. a, a variety of those things. A mm-hmm. standard of lifestyle. Um uh standard of, of, of when I was when I was um got out of college and, and started working on my own, one of my my objectives were to get a house. Uh, if I couldn't get a house that wasn't good enough. Just wasn't good enough for me. So I got a house. Two car garage, three bedrooms. And have bathrooms, lots of yard space. Oh. And I realized, you know what? That you, that's foolish. That's really foolish because you don't have one. I didn't have anybody to share it with, which is me. Although the bachelor pad was nice, uh, I liked the feeling of a bachelor pad at the time. But I realized that you could have used, you could have instead of buying a house, purchasing a house, you probably could have just stayed in an apartment and purchased some. Property. I had I did, did it all over. If I could do it all over again, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Hindsight, twenty twenty. Okay. And as I look back, I'm like, wow. You know, I kind of like I didn't waste my time. It was meant for me to experience that because I probably would right. have learned what I learned, what I I've learned today. <clears throat> but why? And I asked my question myself the question, why? Why did I do those things? Because there was a standard. Was a standard of dress, a standard of of lifestyle that I had to ascertain because of the people mm-hmm. I was working around, yeah. uh, some factors of my family, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, I had to wipe the, I had to learn to wipe those standards, those rituals, mm-hmm. those traditions, those customs, or rewrite off. them. Rewrite right? them, okay? Yeah, or rewrite them, or rewrite them mm-hmm. for a better me. Yeah. So. It's 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 a better. I guess what I say to people is be be careful of, of standards mm-hmm. and who sets them and mm-hmm. why. Be askers of why are these standards set for me, um, and and be willing to be in your truth when it comes to the honesty that comes out of that. Be willing to deal with that mm. truth. Mm-hmm. Um, when you understand the why of it all and and be right. willing to do the work to, to kind of like 
be a better person or yeah. be a better you, not not yeah. just a better um, traditional standard, but be a better you. Yeah. And that's not to say that you shouldn't go for excellence. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you should um, just be comfortable in a scenario situation and call that your standard. That's not what I'm saying. If it mm-hmm. works for you, fine. But if you know that you have the ability and the knowledge and the know-how, you have talent, go go for it. Go for it. Use your talent to the best of your ability because you can. Right. Right. Do it. Just like Nike, just do it because you <laughs> can. It makes right. sense. Right. Who's going to stop you? Well, somebody may not like you. The hell with this. Right. That is hard. That is really hard to to make sense of when you haven't been and um I think Courtney Hinton and I were talking about this, like she shunned away from her gift because it wasn't nurtured. And yeah. she wasn't in a space right. for the things that she cared about or that she really enjoyed to be nurtured and so she leaned away from those things and I I'm going back to you thinking about those ideal standards and I even you know dare to say your values like do you know what those are talking to him and she was like not even just the values that you desire to have but your actual health values what do you live that shows other people what you care about even if you don't necessarily see that for yourself but you're talking about like standards of beauty and I'm I'm listening to you and thinking about how you have always been a person who I don't even think you did it consciously, but you've always been like, you're beautiful. Like you've always told me that my dad has always told me that. So it's always been ingrained in me that it never pumped my head up. Like I'm not walking around like, Ooh, I'm just like so cute. But I never had to wait to hear that from someone else. And I can't imagine being in a space where, which I think people listening, some people are there where they didn't hear I'm proud of you. The world is your oyster. Go do great things. You're right. beautiful. They, they they either heard silence or they heard the complete opposite. Absolutely. And it took a lot for them to get to a place where they had to tell themselves and, like, recorrect their own self-talk to not continue to have those messages that were given to them on replay in their own mind. And I think you're like, to hell with them. It's easy for us to say that once we've been through it, and or we've been given the tools to know how to say that from the jump. But that's what this is all about is like, hey, wherever you are, you can always, like you said, continue to evolve. And a part of your journey and you seeking that truth and understanding about where you are is like, hey, my self-talk is not on point, right? Like the thing that is stopping me that is creating my fear is what other people will think about and or how other people will respond or react to the thing that I want to put out into the world. Like that, I'm fearful of that. That stops me. So whereas you and I or some other folks are like, yeah, to hell with them. Who cares? Other folks are like, oh, no, like that, someone might laugh or someone might do this, and that literally will paralyze them from going out and doing the things that they're actually gifted and talented and called to do, which it's just, it's, it's a process, right? Um, and I think you also hit on another point, which I, which just kind of like, just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Cause I didn't think about this. I didn't think about the time period that you were coming up and how important it was for Ebony Jet and all those kind of magazines. Like somebody realized how important it was for 
people who, well, you can say black folks, African Americans, whatever, to actually be able to see what they want to be, right? Like there had to be a standard created for what black, black excellence looks like, any kind of excellence. So if you don't see that, you don't even have any idea or working knowledge to create your own vision from that. And I think some people, their visions are so big, they actually haven't seen it executed in the way that it's been given to them personally. And so that sometimes will stop them in their tracks. They're like, actually, I don't know anybody who's attempted to do what I want to do. And to them, I challenge you and say, you know, just like Ebony and all these other entities that try and put out images so you can see yourself reflected and know that you're important because you see yourself, if you don't see that, then you have to be that. Like, maybe you're the thing that has to be in the forefront so that other people can see you and say, that's what I want to be. That's, that's the path. It hasn't been paved yet. Because I think it's super powerful, and I didn't think about that. I always think about, you know, you can't be what you don't see. But sometimes if you don't see it, then you have to be it, which is, like, for me, because that takes a lot of faith. <laughs> that takes a lot of courage to just it, exist authentically when you could easily be criticized, you could easily, like, all of these things that other people's energies are going to throw at you could throw you off course, but because you know there's a greater cause and a greater purpose for you showing up in that way, you, like, still press forward. So that, I'm sure you're going to say something else now, but I also want you to think about sharing a little bit about kind of, like, those moments in your life that were those true turning points that helped you transition over time because I highly doubt who the man who bought that house once upon a time would have said, I don't give a damn what people think or say. That's a different, you know, that's a different evolution of yourself that it's old skin, that it's an, it's an old layer that you've peeled off. How did you get from where you were, where you did care about those things and that did matter and emphasize how you moved before to, like, where you are now. Because I think there are people who are still evolving to that place and a little insight into how you made that shift to be helpful. And I'm going to say this. I think we, you always continue to evolve. There's always right, right. periods of my life where I, have, I may reflect what I thought that I was over. Mm. And I catch myself. Yep. And I make an adjustment. That's what life is about. If someone tells you that life is perfection, they're lying. Mm. I'm gonna let that marinate. Yeah. And 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 I'm and I'm saying that because <clears throat> life is ever evolving. We go through right. four seasons. Right. It's evolving. It's changes, modifications, rearrangement. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at our life not as a perfection. The perfection, from my perspective, is death. Mm-hmm. What you do in between life and death is your evolution or your continuous in evolving of who you are. Yeah. Once you stop growing, stop learning, spiritually you're dead mm-hmm. to me, my my point mm-hmm. of view. Yeah. So it's a need to ever, to, to continuously just evolve. Mm-hmm. Um. When I got, to, then I'm gonna go back to that event. When I got the house, it, it, it happened. I guess after the during the time period when um, they were cut, they, they were 
Um, There were a lot of jobs being lost, cutbacks. Uh, That was one of the things that I kind of realized. There were, we were able at one particular particular point in time, able to uh, perform and get paid. I'll say that. Um, Then it became a time period where, and this just wasn't the, the, the industry that I was in. It was across the board. Right. It came across. It came a point in time where companies were just telling employees that, "Hey, we know you did good. However, we just can't, you know." And you live off of those those moment of of of, of financial increases. You mm-hmm. live for those. Um, that was a growth spurt for me um, mm-hmm. when the housing market came to a crash. Although I wasn't directly involved, however, how they handled the overall money kind of changed the interest rate, uh, kind of changed the interest rate on some loans and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, How that all came about, but I was, you know, indirectly but directly impacted with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it made me realize um, to lose because everybody it was it was a group of us I remember specifically I remember a young lady I was dating at the time we were even talking about that um, that it comes a point in time that you know you realize you start realizing that we started off wanting and yearning to make the big big dollar mm-hmm. that's what we want and we ended up like what the heck am mm-hmm. I doing and why am I mm-hmm. doing this. For mm-hmm. what reason? And I could have done this over here. I could have just, like I said earlier, I could have just stayed in an apartment and purchased property versus buying a property. Mm-hmm. I felt that if I bought my own place, it would be more of a financial asset. Right, right. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's And it's because of that, what I've learned was because of that ignorance because that's what it basically is, is that ignorance in finance mm-hmm. that I didn't know that it's not an asset. It's a liability, especially if you're living in it. Mm-hmm. It becomes house or property becomes an asset when you purchase it for profit, for a gain. Right. That's when it becomes an asset. So, at the time period, um, that's when things, I started changing my mindset. And I knew my my relationship with God, my personal relationship with God, is, and I, I told, it's, it's very important for, excuse me, for you, whatever God, and if you don't believe in God, it's on you. That's what you do. My relationship with God was so tight that he was like, when I first bought my house, I knew that I was going to end up having to get out of that house because that wasn't my point of my end, my, the end of my story, mm-hmm. buying that house. I knew that I was going to have to move on. At the mm-hmm. time that I had to move on, I was not ready. Mm-hmm. And I held on to it. And if mm-hmm. you know anything about your relationship with God, if he says something to you, it's mm-hmm. going to be manifested. Mm-hmm. And it was manifested to me 
to 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 have moved at a certain particular point in time. I was supposed to be there maybe eight years. I extended or ten years. I extended to twelve or thirteen years in the same house, which was good. However, it was time for me to move on to something better, and I was not prepared for that move. Mm-hmm. I was not. I held on. One of the things I've learned is you cannot hold on to something that is not meant for you. Mm. It's not meant for you to be here. You're to yeah. you're to move on and evolve. And I knew that, but I just wasn't ready. So there were situations that had to happen for for me to be forced to move. Mm. So those situations came about, and I was forced to move. But I learned a lesson mm. to look at the signs, pay attention, mm. yeah. and to follow those particular signs. Yeah. Listen, I tell people that all the time um, that the signs are always there. <laughs> it's just whether or not you choose to look at them and how you choose to look at them. Because Absolutely. when you truly are on this journey of, like, understanding yourself better, learning what it truly means to have, like, your own truth, um, I feel like my entire life is a, is a metaphor, or a parable for something. Like, I'm sure when Jesus was walking around at some point, like, he just saw the world in parables. <laughs> he was like, hmm, this is, so this may be. <laughs> like, my whole life just feels like a parable sometimes. Um, but that's because I choose to see the signs in everything. Like, today, mm-hmm. some people may know, some people may not. I wouldn't necessarily say I have road rage, but I do like to talk to other drivers who I know can't hear me, sometimes in a slightly elevated tone. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. But today, <laughs> someone was driving in front of me, and they just barged their way. And normally, I would honk and, you know, talk to them, even though I know they can't hear me. And today, I was just like, you know, you didn't, you didn't hit my car. I am not injured. Therefore, I don't have the energy. Like, I just don't have the energy to even acknowledge that you just did something completely foolish. Some days I'm good at it, and I can just be in that space, right, where I'm like, this is, so this may be, right? In other days, you get a honk and a curse, but, you know, needless to say, I feel like a lot of things just happen, and the more that you know, the more that you you grow, you begin to, in, you know, infuse those things. Like, I can feel myself about to honk the horn, and I get tense, <laughs> and I'm frustrated because I cannot control the other driver, even though I really want them to do something different than they're doing. And everything inside of me says, just breathe. Like, your body is tense. The reason why you're about to react this way, which you have full control over, is because you're not breathing. Like, breathe. Let it go. Make a different choice. Like that comes from growth. It comes from your experience being in touch with yourself. Like I would not have told myself to breathe eight years ago, let alone any longer than that. Um, So I think that that, that's important and has something to, I'm kind of connecting this to your moment of like a mindset shift. Like something has to click differently about how you see yourself how you see yourself in the world, and then, therefore, how you move in the world. And I like that you had this experience where you weren't just having this moment by yourself. You're like, I remember there being other people 
who also saw the light. <laughs> and we were all like, hmm, something ain't quite right. You see it too, don't you? We all out here sipping the Kool-Aid, doing all the things that we have no business doing, but where were the people we needed to guide us to make sure that we didn't do that? And I think there's a form of mentorship, but I think there's this awful, I don't even know what else you call it. I mean, it's partially mentorship, but, like, I wouldn't say that you were necessarily my mentor. Like, I don't know what title to give you outside of Unky, but, like, we had conversations about things that, just like we're talking about right now, that you have learned that I can now learn from and have avoided certain pitfalls in my life because I remember an experience that you had or that someone else that I'm really close with had that they felt comfortable enough and honestly trusted me with because there has recently been, and I think this is kind of your generation, a shift where you guys are like, hey, let me be honest with you about what was happening, you know, what I experienced, what I saw. And because we know nothing is new under the sun, this may help you, right? Like your parents didn't talk to you the way that you talked to me. It was just some unspoken, like, you know, do as I say, not as I do <laughs> type of thing. Absolutely. That Absolutely. I think we miss out on, like, a lot of it. And I look at the way that we communicate, that I communicate with my parents. And one day, if I am so blessed enough to have a family of my own, like, that will be the crux of a lot of what will be important to me is how I build a it's not even a system, that's probably the wrong word, but like a understanding of communication with my children. Like they need to know that they can have any kind of conversation. They need to know I'm going to tell them about my experiences very sometimes unraw. I mean, unfiltered and raw because it's, you're going to hear it. You're going to get it. I'd much rather you hear some of the beginnings of it from me than for you to just be out here trying to figure things out on your own and then having to have worse interactions or worse outcomes because you were just figuring things out. So I think that mindset shift and y'all all coming to this conclusion is like somebody didn't steer us the wrong way or didn't tell us something. <laughs> and now we out here just looking crazy and having to figure it out. But there was a better way, right? Yeah, you also said something about, oh, my gosh, I think that – I don't think about this, Anki, like how – how unwilling we are to, like, lean into what we know is for us, even if it feels so uncomfortable and so unfamiliar and so unknown. All the things that we are used to don't fit in this new place that we are being moved to. And having to let go of those things makes us feel so unprotected, so vulnerable, so just out there. And because of that unknown, we hold on to the stuff that we need to let go more than anything with everything that we have. And I just, I can't imagine how many people are still in the same place that they were 10, 20, 30 years plus ago because they won't let go of things. Absolutely. And they knew that there was those moments. Like they remember the voice. They remember the experience saying, 
it's time to move on. It's time to do this thing. Like, you're like, oh, I, I knew I was only supposed to be this my time. But I said, well, you know, let's do the first of the year. Well, they got better moving for you. Let's try the summer. Well, you know, like, you always, there's always going to be a well, some something that will keep us where we are. But I think that's powerful on you to just, oof, when you know you're supposed to go and you just won't move. And you just won't move. You won't you move. Won't move. You do everything in your power. Just you do everything in your that. power to hurt yourself. To hurt mm. you are your own worst enemy. Sometimes I'm, I'm not you. saying you specifically. That's just no. Yeah. So let me say me. I am my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I may I may point the finger at the world itself, but yeah. I am my own worst enemy. Yeah. Because I don't move out. I, I I don't move out of my way. Mm. Sometimes you gotta move out of your way. Yeah. To, for things to be manifested to you, yeah, and for you to to, to explore, to 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 grow yeah. again, go back to that growth. You got to yeah. move out your way. You got to you got to be willing to take a risk. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got to be willing yeah. to take a risk. You know what I mean. So. Yeah, and that the fact that when you say I'm my own worst enemy, mm-hmm. it makes me think about. And you said you can blame the world, right? It makes me think about how many people literally put, and excuse my friends, they put their shit on other people because they have not gotten to a place where they will take ownership Absolutely. and accountability for Absolutely. how for what they did to now still have them where they are. It's everybody else's fault. Oh, my God, don't pay me enough. Oh, like they got excuses for days. But I think that's a huge shift, too, is when you realize you can move the needle yourself. It is no one else's responsibility but your own to make shifts in your life for the betterment of your good. Whatever it is that is good that you're supposed to be working towards, you're either your own worst enemy and standing in your way, or you can be the thing that is the catalyst and propels you forward. But you will never make that shift. You will never take that first step if you spend all of your energy pointing fingers at everybody else instead of thinking about the three that are pointing back at you and what each of those fingers are saying about what you haven't taken ownership over. One of the things that I realized about myself, I can't speak about nobody else but about myself, is that Mm -hmm. I lack accountability in certain Mm -hmm. areas. And I will put it on something or someone else to make it either happen or the reason why it did not happen. And I, I had to really go back and really think about where that was, mm. where it, where, where was the, where was the nucleus or the atom of it all when mm-hmm. it began? And I have to say, for me, um, I you got to be really careful of. You have to be really careful of just placing the, your the 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 result of your life. Yeah. Based in something or someone else. Yeah. What yes. I've learned yes. as a Muslim, yes. what I've learned is that you are the source of everything. Yep. You are the reason for things that happen in your life. You are. You yep. either allowed it or you didn't allow it. 
So with that understanding, you have you as the accountability factor. You're the common denominator. Yeah. Of everything that's going on around you. So fix you first. Work on you first. And then you can work on the environment that's around you. That was so important. Mm. And it was so enlightening for me. I was like, you know what? I got it. And I had it. But it was just good. Sometimes you got to read. Somebody got to retell it to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then that kind of re-sparks the, your initial initiative. And it yeah. and propels you forward to, right. to do your best, to be your best. Not because my mother wanted me to be the best, whatever, whatever, whatever. That, 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 that just, that, that isn't, that, mm. I want to hear that. What did you mm-hmm. You're old enough to identify what yep. you want to do and yep. be and yep. say why. What fear yep. is it that's keeping you from that? Yeah. Or what and excuse? What excuse? It's mm-hmm. still a fear because based out of that fear, there becomes excuses as the that's reason why we're not doing it that that's builds true. towards that fear. Yeah. And if you know anything about fear, what is the opposite of fear? Well, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Let's roll, roll with that. If fear is the opposite of faith, mm-hmm. then what kind of faith do you have, especially if I'm coming and saying that I believe in what I know and I have faith in, and yeah, am I exercising it? True. I'm not putting any action to it, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm doing is I'm putting it on somebody else or something else to be manifest. Yeah. But I'm not doing it. Yeah. One of the best stories that I've learned over the years was when they talk about Jesus and how he was, how he, he went to sleep and the storm, and he was on a boat and a storm. And I'm going to summarize this. I'm not a Bible thumper, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to summarize this. So he was mm-hmm. asleep and a storm came about and it was rocking the boat. All the disciples were like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, wake up Jesus, wake up Jesus, he got to calm the seas. And what Jesus told him when he woke up was like, really? I'm, 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 I'm summarizing it. Mm-hmm. Really? You mean to tell me you don't have what it takes? Hold on. Hey, storm, be still. Shut up. Be still. Hush. That let me know right then and there that it's me. Mm-hmm. Is me that has the ability to quiet the storm yeah. in me, yeah, and to quiet the storm around mm-hmm. me, yeah. And if I take the time to exercise that faith, I think that I'd be better off, mm-hmm. better off than I would if I continue to manifest that fear. Yeah. If in fact I believe that opposite. Yeah. Again, yeah. I'm not one of the religious Bible thumpers. I don't know. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. Yeah. If you're going to exercise it, do it. Exercise. That's true. So, speaking Make- of accountability, I'm going to call Uncle out and say thank you to him. <laughs> All in one breath. How you so I'm going okay. to call Uncle out because, oh my God, I mean, it's been over a year at this point, maybe a little longer than that, a couple of years. We were talking 
on the phone one random day. I remember this. I was, like, in Costco for some random reason, and we were talking, and we were both talking about how we wanted to do better with our lives. And she was like, all right, we need to get something together. We need to just put an all call out there and, like, you know, put it out. So, you know, if you create it, then I'll I'll add to it. I'll join it. <laughs> so I'm calling him out because he just – he told on himself. He said, I'll be quick to be like, all right, you go ahead. And uh, <laughs> then we go, we're going to do this together, wink, wink, right? But I'm thanking him for that moment because <laughs> – from that conversation, Just Start Small was birthed. Um, I, I put that into action that day. I felt like what we were about to embark on was something that a lot of people could relate to, which is just challenging yourself to constantly grow in any area of your life and putting it out there to the world that, hey, I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to grow to become a better version of myself, and this is what this looks like for the next three days, seven days, 21 days. And right now, we are doing a 100-day challenge with um, Just Start Small, and um, that is the accountability community that I coach with and that I, I monitor and has started, and it's, it's literally a reflection of my life's work. Like, part of that is this space with Happy and Whole, which is wellness and well-being. Um, that is who I am and, and what I love and what I'm extremely passionate about. And then there's this other side of me that is, ridiculously insane and crazy about accountability. Like that is how you get to new levels is you not only hold yourself accountable, but you find a community to hold you accountable and or a coach. Um, So that's what I do. And that's what I love. So I have to say thank you to him because he really kind of triggered something in me that continued me on my path to say, all right, I put out there, Hey, truth, Hey, journey, Hey, destiny, Tell me where I belong, right? Um, How do I make sense of my gifts in ways that can be translated to help other people in ways that are really meaningful? And this was the beginning of that, right? So him being his normal self, (laughs) he has joined. He has, like, actually come on board and done things with us. But he definitely wasn't taking no ownership. Like, I'll do it. And then I sent it to you. He was like, you got this girl, you know. Let me know when you um tag me on Facebook, all that. So here we are. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, I I guess I wanted to kind of transition a little bit into um but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? My defense. I got I gotta Oh my goodness. Okay, you tell know what me, I mean? Tell I gotta me. have some type of defense. Oh now. my goodness. Well, your defense is you actually did get on board, so you didn't just throw it at me and then walk away. You, like, threw it at me, let me play with it and figure it out, and then once I threw it back at you, you caught it, and you were like, okay, I right. missed it. What What else do you need to add? Let me add, let me add this. Okay. He's like, don't try to throw me under the right. bus. Right. <laughs> bus rolling all over. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Hold okay, a minute. okay, I'm listening. Listen, listen. Make it good. Make it good, making it good. <laughs> no, no excuses and stuff like that, absolutely. I own up to that. I don't I really do it. I didn't mean for it to happen in that way, however. No, it was beautiful. It happened exactly how it was supposed to. We just that, didn't that, know was, that, you know. Was, I'm ro- I was rolling into that. Oh, number one and number two. Oh, your thunder. <laughs> <laughs> number two, slow thunder, slow thunder, slow roll. Mm-hmm. Number two, 
there are times when I don't have the proper focus. Mm. I don't. Mm. And I add myself up to so many things mm-hmm. that is just outrageous. Mm-hmm. I have to something, you know, I have to, I had to, there are things that I just had to deal, you know, focus in on. And my mind was rolling. When I seen you rolling with I said, okay, she's good, she's good. You got to go on, baby girl. Okay, hold on. She, <laughs> she caught the pass. She's at the 15. Just, you got, you got, you just keep going. Just, just keep going. You got to go, go, girl. <laughs> so that was, that was what was going on at that time. Gotcha. It was supposed to happen the way it happened. Yes. It's for you. Um, and, yes, eventually I did jump aboard and stuff like that. I've been observing her. I got I to keep my eye on her. <laughs> um, well, I, I love that. Point, my last Go point for you. Nope. My yep. last point. I do intend for my niece to be married to a beautiful, excellent, spiritually belief in God brother. But brother, we watching. <laughs> that's all I want to say, brother. Oh, we mm-hmm. watching. Okay, that's it. That's all. Thank you. You're welcome. So I want to hit something else before I kind of ask like a closing thought, um, which is you being willing to admit and acknowledge that where you were in that moment was, I don't have the focus. Mm-hmm. And I think there are people who are like us, but then also some people who are on the complete opposite spectrum, right? There are some people who don't have the focus because we don't know how to say no. Right, like we say yes to so many things, and we just take on so much that we get jumbled in all the things and the commitments that we've made, and don't know which one to prioritize first. All over the place, right? Um, and I think being able to acknowledge that I don't have that right now, I don't have the space for that, and even if I said yes, I couldn't give it the capacity that it is that it like, deserves to be carried out fully. And so that was a way of you saying no, right? And that's kind of the the space and the time that I'm in right now is the spirit of, like, saying no. If it is not in alignment with my vision, with the way that I want my life to unfold, the answer is no. I love you, but no, right? And it's not saying no to you forever, but it is saying no to you right now. And I have to say no to you because if I don't, every time I say yes to something else, I'm saying no to myself. And the more that I choose me, the better aligned I am, the better just position that I am to really say yes to you with meaning and depth and intention later on because I'm in a better space, right? And I think I struggle. I struggle to say no to things because I know I can do it all, but we all have only have 24 hours, and I like to sleep. I like to relax. I like to take my meal. You know, like I wake up an extra hour and a half early in the morning so I can do stuff to get my mind and my body centered before I, like, engage with other humans in the world. That's important to me. So if I take 90 minutes of I mean, which doesn't feel like a lot of 24 hours, but that can add up. When you need to meditate in the middle of the day because somebody did something, like you just need your time. So if you're not in a space to understand where you are, you have to start forcing yourself to analyze what position you're in. Are you in a position to take on things? Is your focus not in the right place? Do you have to tell people no? Do you need to tell yourself no about things that you're doing that just are not in alignment or are not, not really pushing you towards where you want to be. Just always staying calibrated to your your grander vision. 
and I think you hit the nail on the head, like, you are of age now where no one needs to tell you what you need or what you want or what you desire or why you should want or desire those things. You know that. I think so often we don't trust ourselves. We do not trust our innate ability to know us. Nobody knows us better than we know us. That's true. So listen to yourself. Your body, your spirit will tell you when things are okay and in alignment and when things are misaligned. Just like my car, which decides to shake sometimes. Like, it's not in alignment. We need to take it to the shop. Your car will tell you. (laughs) I did. I went to the car shop today, everybody. But point being, your car, which will light up and make noises at you to say, I don't feel well. I am not working properly. Stop and go get me checked out. I need some love. I need some fixing. I need some realignment. Your car does it's, it's a mimic of your body. When you start to have pains in certain areas, when you start to get more fatigued, when you can't focus as much, when, you know, your body just feels out of whack. Okay. It tells you what's going on on the inside, not just the inside of your body, but in your mind. Things are off. So you have to listen to that piece of yourself, right? Like there are certain things you need to do before you can drive off. That thing is going to ding at you if you don't put your seatbelt on. (laughs) Like what is your spiritual, mental, physical seatbelt that you have to put on, your armor, to make sure that you're getting through your days, right? What are other things you – what is your maintenance ongoing, right? What's your oil change? <laughs> What's your tire rotation? What's your, your winter tires? Like all that kind of stuff that you just need to do for maintenance. What are you doing on the weekly or biweekly to put gas in your tank, to fuel yourself? Like those things, if you're not listening to yourself, you won't get to that place where you can be grounded in your vision, be grounded in the thing that pushes you. So if something is not – in alignment with that, you can easily identify it. Like your body reacts and responds when you have a virus, right? Whether it's a cold or whatever, it's like, hello, you do not belong here. I need to set off all the alarms so that she or he knows something ain't right. Same way in life, you know, the alarms go off. You got to listen. You got to be ready to move even when you're uncomfortable and it's unfamiliar and just know that, that there's greater on the other side because it's moving you towards your good, even if you're doing so with blindfolds on. So you just, you hit home on a lot of things. I was like, yes, I'm just like, whoo, having all the the thoughts and things. Uh So Uh I would like to know a couple of things as we go. Uh Uh-oh, hold on. You might not be, hey, you you still, you might need, you might not be too, too. Uh Uh-oh. Share with the people. People need to know a couple of things. One is, as people are on this journey of seeking themselves, understanding more deeply the truth that is themselves, um, what are some things that you think might be helpful for them to be mindful of, one? And two, are there any kind of like daily or weekly practices that you use that kind of keep you grounded so that you don't go backwards to the person that you were, but you always maintain and I guess maybe that is the question is, like, you have this life philosophy of, like, always stay evolving, right? Like, always right. be evolving. Right. Um, what are things that you do to make sure that that's true in your life that have been really helpful for you? 
Um, I, to some, both of the questions I've been wanting to answer, just, I mean, be honest with yourself. Be be ready to look at the truth. Um, hopefully you have people that are around you that can tell the truth to you without, you know, some people can talk to you, some people can't. Um, you know, if you have the right people around you who can speak to you and speak truth to you. Um, and then just, just know that, that I mean, you're open enough to grow. I mean, you got to be, you're not perfect. Like I said before, we reach, we want to behave as though we're perfect. You're not perfect. That doesn't mean I have to walk around and say, oh, I'm not perfect. That doesn't mean that. It means that I should strive for perfection. And in striving for perfection, there are some changes and modifications. And just be willing to accept those changes and modifications, mm. and regardless if somebody else doesn't like it or whatever happens, yeah. be willing to accept those changes on your yeah. own and on your own yeah. terms. Someone told me once before, if you know all the negatives about you, how can someone use it against you? Mm. So understand mm. basically what they were saying. Just understand you. Mm-hmm. Take time to understand the good and the bad. We mm-hmm. can't all be perfect. Right. And if you really, if you believe in, in, in whatever religion you believe in, the only one that's perfect is who? God. Yeah. So if you're perfect, you're saying that you got it. Mm-hmm. So I would just say just be just be kind to yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and kind of like understand that you're not perfect. You're here to grow, but grow. Mm-hmm. Don't be complacent. Grow. Yeah. Be 80 years old. Grow. I love yeah. to see 80 year old dance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to see that. I love it. Or to 80 year old couples just hugged up and he romanced them. You see people, mm-hmm. you know, he, he just, you know, the brother just getting. Mm-hmm. I love to see that. You know why? Because they're growing. They grow. They want to grow together continuously. It doesn't mean their life stops. Yeah. Because you're a CEO or. Or the the mail clerk. It doesn't mean that life stops. Yeah. That that doesn't. Whose standard by which are you living? You mm-hmm. ask yourself that too. Mm-hmm. And if you're living by somebody else's standards, you gotta crush that that image. Because mm-hmm. you can't live up to their standards. You gotta live up to your yeah. own standards. So those are things I would say. I love it. In a nutshell. I love it. And. I was going to ask him to, like, define what it looks like to um, be honest with yourself and have those conversations, but you can listen to all these episodes and actually gather a lot of questions to start to ask yourself. Um, But even when you notice things happening with your interactions with other people, with how you're reacting and responding to things you're hearing, um, those are moments to press pause as soon as you're noticing that you notice yourself. <laughs> Those are moments to press pause and say, hmm, like, I caught that. Why, why did I say that? Why did I, you know, asking yourself why questions about certain things? And something that Unky left out is that he reads a lot. And so he absorbs a lot from books, but also from his interactions with other people. So when he says, you know, grow and learn, um, learning is everywhere. And he truly does live like, he's absorbing everything like 
we have, just like I've come up with analogies and things like that, this is how we speak. It's kind of like a code <laughs> because we see the world a little bit differently now. Right. And we're able to absorb things and really make sense of the things that we're seeing and say, hmm, I receive that, right? Like, that makes sense to me in a way that I probably completely missed X amount of years ago or even three days ago. I wasn't at a place to see that the way that I should have. And now that's pushing me forward. He's also super intentional about his relationships as well, like the people he keeps around him. Um, and he'll he'll shut it down in a second. He'll be like, ooh. Not for my good. I'm good on that. <laughs> He's like, no thanks. But then the things that he loves, he brings them closer. So I think that's also something that I'm just reiterating the actual practices that I see him reiterate on a daily to, like, weekly consistent basis that gives him the space to say just grow and just learn. And what that looks like for him may look a little different for you, but those things work for him. And how he's, he's gotten there. And I love that he said, be willing to accept changes because we know change is the only constant. Like, it's going to happen. Nothing is going to stay the same. You're not the same person you were seven years ago. Like, physically not the same person. You're, you have a totally new body. Um, and lastly, what I'll say is when you are thinking about growth, right, think of yourself as a plant. <laughs> Like, what is what is the water you're giving yourself, the sun, the, the breeze, or the air that you're giving yourself? Or when I had herbs, they all passed away, sadly. But when I had herbs and was growing them, I would give them affirmations. I would say, you are strong. You are tall. You are all the things. And I would make sure they knew they were the best plant ever. So do the same thing, like, to yourself and have a meeting with yourself. Say, all right, self, let's be honest. Let's be real. We just had, you know, a tough situation in this area. Let's kind of break that down and see why we had that interaction, why we showed up like that. Or we just had an amazing moment. And having a meeting with yourself allows you to actually celebrate that moment and to stay in it a little while longer and be excited and proud without someone else being proud for you. Like, that's a big thing for you to just be like, I feel this way about myself and this experience, and no one else can validate or tell me anything different about how I'm feeling about this thing. So those are all beautiful, wonderful ways to share with the community to say, hey, this is what works, you know, and I've never heard anyone who hasn't gotten to a really elevated place in their own understanding of self or their own understanding of truth or how they experience the world that has not in some way, shape, or form done things that Unky just shared. So that was awesome. That's a great way to end. Can All I, right, now. Can I yes. just one thing? Please. If, we, if you could add this mm-hmm. to your, your podcast is probably uh, uh, suggest a book to read, and I'm going to suggest a book to read because I want mm-hmm. my niece to be happy in her life and have a, a, a prosperous marriage. I suggested to her one of the books that um, I shared with her and I sent her was a book called Before You Say I Do by Nuri Muhammad. And she and I, on the way to one of her, my one of my other nieces, her cousin's wedding, talked about some of the things that was in the book. And she shared with me her thoughts and things like that. Uh, so I would like to share with your uh, um, community, with the community yeah. this particular 
particular book is called Before You Say I Do by Mm -hmm. Nuri Muhammad. It's a very good book. Um, And then maybe uh, if my niece would would like, maybe we can just have a discussion on marriage and maybe some information out the book as well. We have that discussion. That would be a great discussion. Mm -hmm. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I will post the book so you know exactly what it looks like and who it's by and all that kind of stuff. So I'll definitely share that. Absolutely. I love it. All this right. has been amazing. Thanks, Love Unky, you. for some time. Love Absolutely. you, too. Um, and we will talk soon. But until we meet again, thank you for your time, your energy, your space, your love. I think that the community grew from the conversation. I definitely know I had a lot of ahas and notes just flowing everywhere. But thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for Absolutely. sharing your, your audience. Absolutely. I absolutely love that man. He gives me such life, and I'm just really blessed to have someone like him in my life that's just a constant source of reflection. And he started off the conversation reminding us to believe in ourselves and trust the timing and the process of our lives because we are one in four billion sperms who made the cut. (laughs) And that's awesome. It's honestly something to really be excited and, and look forward to knowing that you breathe every day because you made it. You absolutely made it. I also love that he reminded us to be like a sponge and absorb everything because there's so much to learn and such a good push to examine our standards. As we continue to evolve, our standards will change with us. Even though at our core, I do believe that we kind of remain the same, but how we choose to show up every day in our lives should be a reflection of what we truly believe and who we believe that we are. So that was such a really good gem. For me personally, so I hope that that hit home for some of you all as well. I also love this reminder that he gave to let things go that we are not meant to be holding on to, especially when it's more difficult to move on from certain things. And I think that's a red flag, right? The harder it is for us to let go of something is a very clear indicator that we probably don't need that thing. And the sooner we just let it go and make room for more of the things that are coming our way, the quicker we actually get to the destination that we want to be at. So I think that was such a good push and a good reminder that if we don't willingly let things go, eventually the universe will push us to where we need to be anyway. So just stop kicking and screaming. (laughs) Um, Those are just some of the amazing things that came out of this conversation. Just so many good reflections and realizations that we can all use in our own individual journeys to avoid pitfalls that might have been thrown at us to kind of throw us off of our paths, right? But as we have these conversations and we understand more about how others see the world, how others interact with the world, how that intersects with how we see the world, then it pushes us to honestly start to evaluate our lives differently and to live a little bit differently, which means we get closer and closer to being that next version of our best selves. So apply these lessons, use them as your weapons, and continue to just evolve, always evolve. So thank you again, Anki, for sharing your light and wisdom today. I love that we were able to title this episode called Always Evolve. Like it just emphasizes a message that's very strong and is a an undercurrent of our entire community. And I think just should ring true for everybody. So as 
I continue to grow this community and everything that it represents, I started a line of wearable reminders to keep us just ever present of our tasks and our responsibilities as growing souls. And so the first signature t-shirt that's a part of the initial collection is called Currently Evolving. And it's an awesome shirt, just something that you can wear to remind yourself that this is a part of your process. So if you're interested in seeing the design of it or possibly purchasing it so that you can wear it and it can be an ever-present reminder for you, check out our Instagram. There's photos on there. Check out our website. It's happy and whole, H-A-P-P-I-W-H-O-L-E, and support the message. And don't forget to share this with other people so it's something that we don't keep to ourselves. We invite more and more people to be a part of our tribe and how we're trying to elevate. enough about us and more about you as we conclude the 10th episode of season two let us move forward in placing action behind the centered thought of today always evolve may we be reminded that evolution is always happening if we allow it may we be open enough to continue growing willing to accept the changes along this journey Realize our truth is the honesty that we deserve to give ourselves as we embrace the fact that learning is everywhere and all we have to do is look. May all of these things marinate in your spirit and produce edible fruit. Until we meet again.